Act Four of the Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sam Stinson. Act Four, Scene One, A Room in the Castle. Enter King, Queen, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern. King. There's matter in these sighs, these profound heaves you must translate. Tis fit we understand them. Where is your son? Queen. Bestow this place on us a little while. To Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, who go out. Ah, my good lord, what have I seen to-night? King. What, Gertrude, how does Hamlet? Queen. Mad is the sea and wind, when both contend which is the mightier. In his lawless fit behind the heiress, hearing something stir, whips out his rapier, cries, A rat, a rat! And in this brainish apprehension kills the unseen good old man. King. Oh, heavy deed! It had been so with us. Had we been there. His liberty is full of threats to all, to you yourself, to us, to every one. Alas, how shall this bloody deed be answered? It will be laid to us, whose providence should have kept short, restrained and out of haunt, this mad young man. But so much was our love, we would not understand what was most fit, but like the owner of a foul disease to keep it from divulging. Let it feed, even on the pith of life. Where is he gone? Queen to draw apart the body he hath killed, or whom his very madness, like some ore among a mineral of metal's base, shows itself pure. He weeps for what is done. King. Oh, Gertrude, come away. The sun no sooner shall the mountains touch, but we will ship him hence. And this vile deed we must with all our majesty and skill both countenance and excuse. Ho, oh, Guildenstern! re-enter Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Friends both, go join you with some further aid. Hamlet in madness hath Polonius slain, and from his mother's closet hath he dragged him. Go seek him out. Speak fair, and bring the body into the chapel. I pray you, hasten this. Exunt Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Come, Gertrude, we'll call up our wisest friends, and let them know both what we mean to do and what's untimely done. So haply slander, whose whisper o'er the world's diameter, as level as the cannon to his blank, transports his poison shot, may miss our name, and hit the woundless air. Oh, come away, my soul is full of discord and dismay. Exunt. Scene two, another room in the castle. Enter Hamlet. Hamlet. Safely stowed. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern within. Hamlet! Lord Hamlet! Hamlet. What noise? Who calls on Hamlet? Oh, here they come. Enter Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Rosencrantz. What have you done, my lord, with the dead body? Hamlet. Compounded it with dust, whereto tis kin. Rosencrantz. Tell us where tis, that we may take it thence, and bear it to the chapel. Hamlet. Do not believe it. Rosencrantz. Believe what? 
Hamlet, that I can keep your counsel, and not mine own. Besides, to be demanded of a sponge, what replication should be made by the son of a king? Rosencrantz, take you me for a sponge, my lord? Hamlet, aye, sir, that soaks up the king's countenance, his rewards, his authorities. But such officers do the king best service in the end. He keeps them, like an ape, in the corner of his jaw, firth-mouthed, to be last swallowed. When he needs what you have gleaned, it is but squeezing you, and sponge, you shall be dry again. Rosencrantz, I understand you not, my lord. Hamlet, I am glad of it. A knavish speech sleeps in a foolish ear. Rosencrantz, my lord, you must tell us where the body is, and go with us to the king. Hamlet, the body is with the king, but the king is not with the body. The king is a thing. Guildenstern, a thing, my lord. Hamlet, of nothing. Bring me to him. Hide, fox, and all after. Exunt. Scene three. Another room in the castle. Enter king, attended. King. I have sent to seek him and to find the body. How dangerous is it that this man goes loose? Yet must not we put the strong law on him? He's loved of the distracted multitude, who like not in their judgment but their eyes. And where tis so, the offender's scourge is weighed, but never the offence. To bear all smooth and even, this sudden, sending him away must seem deliberate pause. Diseases desperate grown by desperate appliance are relieved, or not at all. Enter Rosencrantz. How now? What hath befallen? Rosencrantz. Where the dead body is bestowed, my lord, we cannot get from him. King. But where is he? Rosencrantz. Without, my lord, guarded, to know your pleasure. King. Bring him before us. Rosencrantz. Ho, Guildenstern, bring in my lord. Enter Hamlet and Guildenstern. King. Now, Hamlet, where's Polonius? Hamlet. At supper. King. At supper? Where? Hamlet. Not where he eats, but where he is eaten. A certain convocation of politic worms are e'en at him. Your worm is your only emperor for diet. We fat all creatures else to fat us, and we fat ourselves for maggots. Your fat king and your lean beggar is but variable service. Two dishes, but to one table, that's the end. King. Alas, alas! Hamlet. A man may fish with the worm that hath eat of a king, and eat of the fish that hath fed of that worm. King. What dost thou mean by this? Hamlet. Nothing. But to show how a king may go a progress through the guts of a beggar. King. Where is Polonius? Hamlet. In heaven. Send thither to see. If your messenger find him not there, seek him in the other place yourself. But, indeed, if you find him not within this month, you shall 
knows him as you go up the stairs into the lobby. King, go seek him there, to some attendants. Hamlet, he will stay till you come. Exunt attendants. King, Hamlet, this deed for thine especial safety, which we do tender, as we dearly grieve for that which thou hast done, must send thee hence with fiery quickness. Therefore prepare thyself. The bark is ready, and the wind at help. The associates tend, and everything is bent for England. Hamlet. For England? King. Aye, Hamlet. Hamlet. Good. King. So is it, if thou knew'st our purposes. Hamlet. I see a cherub that sees them. But come, for England. Farewell, dear mother. King. Thy loving father, Hamlet. Hamlet. My mother, father and mother, is man and wife. Man and wife is one flesh. And so, my mother, come, for England. Exit. King. Follow him at foot. Tempt him with speed aboard. Delay it not. I'll have him hence to-night. Away, for everything is sealed and done that else leans on the affair. Pray you, make haste. Exunt Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. And England, if my love thou hold'st at aught, as my great power thereof may give thee sense, since yet thy cicatrice looks raw and red after the Danish sword, and thy free awe pays homage to us, thou mayst not coldly set our sovereign process, which imports at full, by letters conjuring to that effect, the present death of Hamlet. Do it, England, for like the hectic in my blood he rages, and thou must cure me, till I know tis done, howe'er my haps, my joys, were ne'er begun. Exit. Scene four. A plain in Denmark. Enter Fortinbras and forces marching. Fortinbras. Go, captain. From me greet the Danish king. Tell him that, by his license, Fortinbras craves the conveyance of a promised march over his kingdom. You know the rendezvous, if that his majesty would aught with us, we shall express our duty in his eye, and let him know so. Captain. I will do it, my lord. Fortinbras. Go softly on. Exunt all. Fortinbras and forces. Enter Hamlet, Rosencrantz, Guildenstern, etc. Hamlet. Good sir, whose powers are these? Captain. They are of Norway, sir. Hamlet. How purposed, sir, I pray you? Captain. Against some part of Poland. Hamlet. Who commands them, sir? Captain. The nephew to old Norway, Fortinbras. Hamlet. Goes it against the main of Poland, sir, or for some frontier? Captain. Truly to speak, and with no addition, we go to gain a little patch of ground that hath in it no profit but the name. To pay five ducats, five, I would not farm it, nor will it yield to Norway or the Pole a ranker rate should it be sold in fee. Hamlet. Why, then the Polack never will defend it. Captain. Yes, it is already garrisoned. Hamlet. Two thousand souls and twenty thousand ducats 
will not debate the question of this straw. This is the imposthume of much wealth and peace that inward breaks and shows no cause without why the man dies. I humbly thank you, sir. Captain. Gobble with you, sir. Exit. Rosencrantz. Well, please you go, my lord. Hamlet. I'll be with you straight. Go a little before. Exunt all but Hamlet. How all occasions do inform against me and spur my dull revenge. What is a man, if his chief good and market of his time be but to sleep and feed? A beast, no more. Sure he that made us with such large discourse, looking before and after, gave us not that capability and godlike reason to fust in us unused. Now, whether it be bestial oblivion, or some craven scruple of thinking too precisely on the event, a thought which quartered hath but one part wisdom and ever three parts coward. I do not know why yet I live to say this thing's to do. Sith I have cause and will and strength and means to do it. Examples, gross as earth, exhort me. Witness this army of such mass and charge, led by a delicate and tender prince, whose spirit with divine ambition puffed, makes mouths at the invisible event, exposing what is mortal and unsure to all that fortune, death, and danger dare, even for an eggshell. Rightly to be great is not to stir without great argument, but greatly to find quarrel in a straw when honour's at the stake. How stand I, then, that have a father killed, a mother stained? Excitements of my reason and my blood, and let all sleep. While to my shame I see the imminent death of twenty thousand men that, for a fantasy and trick of fame, go to their graves like beds. Fight for a plot whereon the numbers cannot try the cause, which is not tomb enough incontinent to hide the slain? Oh, from this time forth, my thoughts be bloody, or be nothing worth. Exit. Scene five. Elsinore, a room in the castle. Enter Queen and Horatio. Queen. I will not speak with her. Gentlemen. She is importunate, indeed distract. Her mood will needs be pitied. Queen, what would she have? Gentlemen, she speaks much of her father, says she hears there's tricks in the world, and hems and beats her heart, spurns enviously at straws, speaks things in doubt that carry but half sense. Her speech is nothing, yet the unshaped use of it doth move the hearers to collection. They aim at it, and botch the words up fit to their own thoughts, which, as her winks and nods and gestures yield them, indeed would make one think there might be thought, though nothing sure, yet much unhappily. T'were good she were spoken with, for she may strew dangerous conjectures in ill-breeding minds. Queen. Let her come in. Exit Horatio. To my sick soul, as sin's true nature is, each toy seems prologue to some great amiss. 
so full of artless jealousy is guilt it spills itself in fearing to be spilt re-enter horatio with ophelia ophelia where is the beauteous majesty of denmark queen how now ophelia ophelia sings how should i your true love know from another one by his cockle bat and staff and his sandal shoon queen alas sweet lady what imports this song ophelia say you nay pray you mark sings he is dead and gone lady he is dead and gone at his head a grass-green turf at his heels a stone queen nay but ophelia ophelia pray you mark sings white his shroud as the mountain snow enter king queen alas look here my lord ophelia sings larded all with sweet flowers which bewept to the grave did go with true love showers king how do you pretty lady ophelia well god dilled you they say the owl was a baker's daughter lord we know what we are but know not what we may be god be at your table king conceit upon her father ophelia pray you let's have no words of this but when they ask you what it means say you this sings to-morrow is saint valentine's day all in the morning bedtime and i am made at your window to be your valentine then up he rose and donned his clothes and up the chamber door let in the maid that out a maid never departed more king pretty ophelia ophelia indeed la without an oath i'll make an end in it sings by gis and by saint charity a lack and fee for shame young men will do it if they come to it by cock they are to blame quoth she before you tumbled me you promised me to wed so what i had done by yonder son and thou hadst not come to my bed king how long hath she been thus ophelia i hope all will be well we must be patient but i cannot choose but weep to think they would lay him in the cold ground my brother shall know of it and so i thank you for your good counsel come my coach good night ladies good night sweet ladies good night good night exit king follow her close give her good watch i pray you exit horatio oh this is the poison of deep grief it springs all from her father's death o gertrude gertrude when sorrows come they come not single spies but in battalions first her father slain next your son gone and he most violent author of his own just remove the people muddied thick and unwholesome in their thoughts and whispers for good polonius death and we have done but greenly in hugger mugger to inter him poor ophelia divided from herself and her fair judgment without the which we are pictures or mere beasts last 
and as much containing as all these her brother is in secret come from france feeds on his wonder keeps himself in clouds and wants not buzzers to infect his ear with pestilent speeches of his father's death wherein necessity of matter beggared will nothing stick our person to arraign in ear and ear oh my dear gertrude this like to a murdering peace in many places give me superfluous death a noise within queen alack what noise is this king where are my switzers let them guard the door enter a gentleman what is the matter gentlemen save yourself my lord the ocean overpeering of his list eats not the flats with more impetuous haste than young laertes in a riotous head or bears your offices the rabble call him lord and as the world were now but to begin antiquity forgot custom not known the ratifiers and props of every word they cry choose we laertes shall be king caps hands and tongues applaud it to the clouds laertes shall be king laertes king queen how cheerfully on the false trail they cry oh this is counter you false danish dogs a noise within king the doors are broke enter laertes armed danes following laertes where is this king sirs stand you all without danes no let's come in laertes i pray you give me leave danes we will we will they retire without the door laertes i thank you keep the door o thou vile king give me my father queen come down good laertes laertes that drop of blood that's calm proclaims me bastard cries cuckold to my father brands the harlot even here between the chaste unsmirched brow of my true mother king what is the cause laertes that thy rebellion looks so giant-like let him go gertrude do not fear our person there's such divinity doth hedge a king that treason can but peep to what it would acts little of his will tell me laertes why thou art thus incensed let him go gertrude speak man laertes where is my father king dead queen but not by him king let him demand his fill laertes how came he dead i'll not be juggled with to hell allegiance vows to the blackest devil conscience and grace to the profoundest pit i dare damnation to this point i stand that both the worlds i give to negligence let come what comes only i'll be revenged most thoroughly for my father king who shall stay you laertes my will not all the world and for my means i'll husband them so well they shall go far with little king good laertes if you desire to know the certainty of your dear father's death is writ in your revenge that sweepstake you will draw both friend and foe winner and loser laertes none but his enemies king will you know them then laertes to his good friends thus wide i'll ope my arms and like the kind life-rendering pelican repast them with my blood king why 
now you speak like a good child and a true gentleman that i am guiltless of your father's death and am most sensibly in grief for it it shall as level to your judgment pierce as day does to your eye danes within let her come in laertes how now what noise is that re-enter ophelia fantastically dressed with straws and flowers oh heat dry up my brains tears seven times salt burn out the sense and virtue of mine eye by heaven thy madness shall be paid by weight till our scale turn the beam o oh, rose of may dear maid kind sister sweet ophelia o oh, heavens is it possible a young maid's wits should be as mortal as an old man's life nature is fine in love and where tis fine it sends some precious instance of itself after the thing it loves ophelia sings they bore him barefaced on the byre hey no nonny nonny hey nonny and on his grave rained many a tear fare you well my dove laertes hadst thou thy wits and didst persuade revenge it could not move thus ophelia you must sing down a down and you call him a down ah oh how the wheel becomes it it is the false steward that stole his master's daughter laertes this nothing's more than matter ophelia there's rosemary that's for remembrance pray love remember and there is pansies that's for thoughts laertes a document in madness thoughts and remembrance fitted ophelia there's fennel for you and columbines there's rue for you and here's some for me we may call it herb of grace a sundays oh you must wear your rue with a difference there's a daisy i would give you some violets but they withered all when my father died they say he made a good end sings for bonny sweet robin is all my joy laertes thought and affliction passion hell itself she turns to favour and to prettiness ophelia sings and will he not come again and will he not come again no no he is dead go to thy death-bed he never will come again his beard was as white as snow all flaxen was his pall he is gone he is gone and we cast away moan god have mercy on his soul and of all christian souls i pray god god be with ye exit laertes do you see this o god king laertes i must commune with your grief or you deny me right go but apart make choice of whom your wisest friends you will and they shall hear and judge twixt you and me if by direct or by collateral hand they find us touched we will our kingdom give our crown our life and all that we call ours to you in satisfaction but if not be you content to lend your patience to us and we shall jointly labour with your soul to give it due content laertes let this be so his means of death his obscure burial no trophy sword nor hatchman o'er his bones 
no noble right nor formal ostentation cry to be heard as twere from heaven to earth that i must call it in question king so you shall and where the offence is let the great axe fall i pray you go with me exeunt scene six another room in the castle enter horatio and a servant horatio what are they that would speak with me servant sailor sir they say they have letters for you horatio let them come in exit servant i do not know from what part of the world i should be greeted if not from lord hamlet enter sailors first sailor god bless you sir horatio let him bless thee too sailor he shall sir and please him there's a letter for you sir it comes from the ambassador that was bound for england if your name be horatio as i am let to know it is horatio reads horatio when thou shalt have overlooked this give these fellows some means to the king they have letters for him ere we were two days old at sea a pirate of very warlike appointment gave us chase finding ourselves too slow of sail we put on a compelled valour and in the grapple i boarded them on the instant they got clear of our ship so i alone became their prisoner they have dealt with me like thieves of mercy but they knew what they did i am to do a good turn for them let the king have the letters i have sent and repair thou to me with as much haste as thou wouldst fly death hmm. i have words to speak in thine ear will make thee dumb yet are they much too light for the bore of the matter these good fellows will bring thee where i am rosencrantz and guildenstern hold their course for england of them i have much to tell thee farewell he that thou knowest thine hamlet come i will give you way for these your letters and do it the speedier that you may direct me to him from whom you brought them exeunt scene seven another room in the castle enter king and laertes king now mist your conscience my acquittance seal and you must put me in your heart for friend sith you have heard and with a knowing ear that he which hath your noble father slain pursued my life laertes it well appears but tell me why you proceeded not against these feats so crimeful and so capital in nature as by your safety wisdom all things else you mainly were stirred up king oh for two special reasons which may to you perhaps seem much unsinewed but yet to me they are strong the queen his mother lives almost by his looks and for myself my virtue or my plague be it either which she's so conjunctive to my life and soul that as the star moves not but in his sphere i could not but by her the other motive why to a public count i might not go is the great love the general gender bear him who dipping all his faults in their affection would like the spring that turneth wood to stone convert his jives to graces so that my arrows too slightly timbered for so loud a wind would have reverted to my bow again and not where i had aimed them laertes and so have i a noble father lost a sister driven into desperate terms 
whose worth if praises may go back again stood challenger on mount of all the age for her perfections but my revenge will come king break not your sleeps for that you must not think that we are made of stuff so flat and dull that we can let our beard be shook with danger and think it pastime you shortly shall hear more i loved your father and we love ourselves, and that i hope will teach you to imagine enter a messenger how now what news messenger letters my lord from hamlet this to your majesty this to the queen king from hamlet who brought them messenger sailors my lord they say i saw them not they were given me by claudio he received them of him that brought them king laertes you shall hear them leave us exit messenger reads high and mighty you shall know i am set naked on your kingdom to-morrow shall i beg leave to see your kingly eyes when i shall first asking your pardon thereunto recount the occasions of my sudden and more strange return hamlet what should this mean are all the rest come back or is it some abuse and no such thing laertes know you the hand king tis hamlet's character <laughs> naked and in a postscript here he says alone can you advise me laertes i am lost in it my lord but let him come it warms the very sickness in my heart that i shall live and tell him to his teeth thus didst thou king if it be so laertes as how should it be so how otherwise will you be ruled by me laertes ay my lord so you will not o'errule me to a peace king to thine own peace if he be now returned as checking at his voyage and that he means no more to undertake it i will work him to exploit now ripen my device under the which he shall not choose but fall and for his death no wind shall breathe but even his mother shall encharge the practice and call it accident laertes my lord i will be ruled the rather if you could devise it so that i might be the organ king it falls right you have been talked of since your travel much and that in hamlet's hearing for a quality wherein they say you shine your sum of parts did not together pluck such envy from him as did that one and that in my regard of the unworthiest siege laertes what part is that my lord king a very ribboned in the cap of youth yet needful too for youth no less becomes the light and careless livery that it wears than settled age his sables and his weeds importing health and graveness two months since here was a gentleman of normandy i've seen myself and served against the french and they can well on horseback but this gallant had witchcraft in it he grew unto his seat and to such wondrous doing brought his horse as had he been encorpsed and demi-natured with the brave beast so far he topped my thought that i in forgery of shapes and tricks come short of what he did laertes a norman was it king a norman laertes upon my life le monde king 
the very same laertes i know him well he is the brooch indeed and gem of all the nation king he made confession of you and gave you such a masterly report for art and exercise in your defence and for your rapier most especially that he cried out twould be a sight indeed if one could match you the scrimers of their nation he swore had neither motion guard nor eye if you opposed them sir this report of his did hamlet so envenom with his envy that he could nothing do but wish and beg your sudden coming o'er to play with him now out of this laertes what out of this my lord king laertes was your father dear to you or are you like the painting of a sorrow a face without a heart laertes why ask you this king not that i think you did not love your father but that i know love is begun by time and that i see in passages of proof time qualifies the spark and fire of it there lives within the very flame of love a kind of wick or snuff that will abate it and nothing is at a like goodness still for goodness growing to a pleurisy dies in his own too much that we would do we should do when we would for this would changes and hath abatements and delays as many as there are tongues our hands our accidents and then this should is like a spendthrift sigh that hurts by easing but to the quick of the ulcer hamlet comes back what would you undertake to show yourself your father's son indeed more than in words laertes to cut his throat in the church king no place indeed should murder sanctuarize revenge should have no bounds but good laertes will you do this keep close within your chamber hamlet return shall know you are come home we'll put on those shall praise your excellence and set a double varnish on the fame the frenchman gave you bring you in fine together and wager on your heads he being remiss most generous and free from all contriving will not peruse the foils so that with ease or with a little shuffling you may choose a sword unbated and in a passive practice requite him for your father laertes i will do it and for that purpose i'll anoint my sword i bought an unction of a mountbank so mortal that but dip a knife in it where it draws blood no cataplasm so rare collected from all simples that have virtue under the moon can save the thing from death this is but scratched with all i'll touch my point with this contagion that if i gall him slightly it may be death king let's further think of this weigh what convenience both of time and means may fit us to our shape if this should fail and that our drift look through our bad performance twere better not assayed therefore this project should have a back or second that might hold if this did blast in proof soft let me see we'll make a solemn wager on your cunnings i have it when in your motion you are hot and dry as make your bouts more violent to that end and that he calls for drink i'll have prepared him 
a chalice for the nonce, whereon but sipping, if he by chance escape your venom stuck, our purpose may hold there. Enter Queen. How now? Sweet Queen. Queen. One woe doth tread upon another's heel. So fast they follow. Your sister's drowned, Laertes. Laertes. Drowned? Oh, where? Queen. There is a willow, grows a slant a brook, that shows his hoar leaves in the glassy stream. There with fantastic garlands did she come, of crow-flowers, nettles, daisies, and long purples, that liberal shepherds give a grosser name, but our cold maids do dead men's fingers call them. There, on the pendant boughs, her coronet weeds clambering to hang, an envious sliver broke, when down her weedy trophies and herself fell in the weeping brook. Her clothes spread wide, and mermaid-like, a while they bore her up, which time she chaunted snatches of old tunes, as one incapable of her own distress, or like a creature, native and endued, unto that element. But long it could not be, till that her garments, heavy with their drink, pulled the poor wretch from her melodious lay to muddy death. Laertes. Alas, then she is drowned? Queen. Drowned, drowned. Laertes, too much of water hast thou, poor Ophelia, and therefore I forbid my tears. But yet it is our trick. Nature her custom holds. Let shame say what it will. When these are gone, the woman will be out. Adieu, my lord. I have a speech of fire that fain would blaze, but that this folly doubts it. Exit. King, let's follow Gertrude. How much I had to do to calm his rage. Now fear I this will give it start again. Therefore let's follow. Exit. End of Act 4.